0: To anyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Cult and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Welcome, Podcast Land. This is DJ Culp um, with the Men Church Stuff podcast. Here with brother-in-law Brad Coleman. How's it going, Brad? It's
1: going pretty good. How's everybody doing today,
0: man? Every, yeah, everybody's good. We, uh, um, Shara and I took the kids, uh, or or two of the three. Um, our youngest is at daycare, but we took the the kids to a free movie in Jackson. Um, we saw Angry Birds too. It was just a fun time. Um, get to, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't during school, I don't have like a share and I actually neither have a lot of opportunity to do that. So it was fun. Um, but dude, we've had a really good week. Um, just kind of getting back into the groove. So how's life for you right now?
1: Well, you're getting into the groove. I think we're getting out of the groove and oh, yeah? trying to figure out what that looks like for summer <laughs> because you know, the kids are out, Tabby's out, and they're packing up today because they're going to your parents. Uh <laughs> We're meeting them, you know, tomorrow. Uh, right. So the kids are going to be gone for a week. And so, you know, I'm not going to know what to do with myself. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, like we're be too quiet in the house but you know summer's always interesting Uh, I don't like that I have to have structure but I need structure yeah so you know this is when the kids get up so this is when I get up and this is where you know they're off to school and this is what I'm doing and this is when they're coming home and right sure and so uh, I thrive on that structure whereas you know in the summer it kind of gets thrown out the window and you kind of got to figure it out and make it work but i mean uh, good it's good it's good for them to have a break and we get to also work on some projects and stuff we pushed aside because you know tabby didn't have time or whatever but yeah, yeah so all in all we're doing good good
0: man well um I wanted to actually start today with a little bit of a nod to our first episode. By the way, listeners, uh, we appreciate the feedback um that, that we have gotten. Um, glad that you guys enjoyed episode one. This is numero dos. Um, and uh, we're gonna get going here in just a second. But I wanted to give a nod because I, I realized um after you know, after listening to the last episode, I thought uh one of the things that I mentioned that amused me about the local church we didn't really park at. And I just kind of breezed over it. I thought, oh, let's take a little bit of time at least and, and, and uh, uh, knock around uh, the topic a bit, which is funny church signs. So Brad, I'm going to read some here. I actually don't have, I, don't, I really don't have anything prepared, like in terms of this intro. So um, what I wanted to do was the, like the church signs that, that, you know, are coming, aren't as funny as if you just kind of say them off the cuff. So I kind of wanted to reserve the I'm just gonna read these for the first time as well, um, <laughs> but but uh, here's one: the fact that there's a highway to hell and only a stairway to heaven says a lot about anticipated traffic numbers.
1: <laughs> like, that's just sad, though. Very sad. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it is definitely. Um, hipster Jesus loved you before you were cool. Does
1: that mean I'm cool now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That kind of seems more like a slam than an invite to our church. You know? no. like, you think you're cool? No, Jesus is cool. You know.
1: <laughs> so, so I have this uh, stuffed like buddy Jesus that I found at the outlet. So, <laughs> take next to nothing for it, and kind of rescued it. And uh, <laughs> a buddy Jesus, a oh, my buddy Jesus, my Jesus, it's, my Jesus. It's like kind of giving the peace sign. <laughs> Super wrong and super right, all yeah, all at the
0: same time. That's exactly right. Acting perfect in church is like dressing up for an X-ray.
1: They're they're not wrong. (laughs) They're not wrong, but But like, but please, but please wear clothes. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. we we uh,
0: we we encourage transparency to a point. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet others as you want to be tweeted. Oh that's bad. Yeah it is. It's... Honk if you love Jesus. Text while driving if you want to meet him. <laughs> that's, that's... So, here's my here's my thing. Yeah, yeah, but here's my thing about about like having uh don't text and drive signs. You are defeating the purpose. You're you're distracting yeah. you, Okay, you're distracting people from texting. Don't read this billboard yeah <laughs> yeah except except please please raise your eyes and still don't look at the road
1: yeah <laughs> I, I agree with that i've thought that many times especially when it's a billboard about not texting and driving yeah
0: i've That's seen one i've actually seen one that that is written in text language like if you can read this but like look back to the road or something like i mean it's just it was something ridiculous but again it was in text language and i thought this is this is just as bad yep when you throw mud at someone, you lose ground. <laughs> that's, a,
1: that's a clever little bit. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of like, is that just too stupid or am I going to use that? Like, in, like yeah, right. In the future? Not on the church sign, but like it's a new lesson for the kids. Hey, when you throw mud at other people, you're losing ground.
0: You're losing your ground. That's right. Lord, help us be the people our dogs think we are. Amen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, yeah. There's, there's a ton of truth in that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the perfect gift? Find him here. <laughs> that can be taken so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam and Eve, the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions. I don't really know what that says about anything that has to do with the church. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Dad I suppose You Eve, could, You could. A, yeah, you could
1: Bible. You could really. wasn't an apple. Yeah, right. It wasn't an apple. Just, yeah. Just yeah, right. it wasn't an apple. It's exactly what it was, right. not yeah. <laughs> <apple>. <laughs> was. not an apple. was not an apple. What was it? We don't know because that fruit doesn't exist on earth anymore. So we'll call it an apple. Right. Yeah. So we'll it was just use an apple because that's what they needed something to paint. You know, the Renaissance, I think, is when that came about. Prevent truth decay,
0: brush up on your Bible.
1: <laughs> Pastor who's bivocational is also a dentist. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
0: now, here's one. Keep using my name in vain. I'll make rush hour longer. God. <laughs>
1: which which begs so so funny yes but here's the thing isn't what you did just using god's name in vain because you put words in god's mouth yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) double whammy
0: there actually actually you're causing everybody else to use god's name in vain like it's it's like this vicarious sin right so um dude what i wanted to what i wanted to do today i thought it'd be really funny um it'd be a fun exercise for you and me um and, and listeners, what, what I would encourage you to do is if you've got, um, uh, if you've got a friend, um, that, that kind of has, um, almost like the opposite life experience story that you have, um, have these kind of conversations with them because it's always fun. One of my favorite stories, Brad, growing up, um, was country mouse, city mouse. Lo and behold, I am like I'm living that life and having yep. no clue that, <laughs> that 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 God was going to place me in that situation. Um, but I really wanted to just kind of talk today about ways that you and I are different. I'm a huge fan of context, first and foremost. So um, when it comes to, you know, how do I think or or why is it that I've come to conclusion A versus conclusion B or whatever, um, all, always has a lot to do. I I, I like to, to take a lot of stock in it that it has a lot to do with. Not just who you are in God, but also who you are based on where you've lived, the friends that you've had. Maybe I mean, shoot, sometimes the churches that you've that you've been to. I mean, because because it's it, I think it's I, I definitely think it's very interesting. Let's just say within the the exact same denomination, you've got people who are who are like rip roaring ready to go on fire for God, and right next to them is somebody who is not just apathetic but completely and utterly burned by the church, and they have two totally different experiences. And so, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, who are we? So, um, let's do this. Let's start out with, um, Brad, where are you from? How long did you live there? And how many different places have you lived
1: in? Okay. So I'm from good old Eastern Kentucky and I, I divide Kentucky a little differently. Some people divide it East and West. I divide it, you know, East Central West. Yeah, the three. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of things that people consider Eastern Kentucky, and I'm like, that's not Eastern Kentucky. That's that's Central Kentucky. Lexington <laughs> right. is not in Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. No, Richmond's not in Eastern Kentucky. Although that's where Eastern Kentucky University is. Right. Uh, Eastern really probably should have been called something else, and Moorhead probably should have been called Eastern. But they didn't ask me. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, so sure. Eastern Kentucky, you know, uh, tri-state area: West Virginia, Virginia. I always tell people that, you know, West West Virginia, almost heaven, West Virginia is next to Pike County, Kentucky. (laughs) And so that's where I grew up. That's where I spent the first 18 years of my life until I went off to college to Eastern Kentucky University in Central Kentucky. Um, And then, you know, of course, I married your sister while we were in college, met her there, married her. Uh, we stayed in Richmond for a while. Then God called us to Northwest Ohio. So we spent seven years in Perrysburg area, just outside of Toledo, almost Michigan. Uh, very much different culture for me, uh, but but also like I love the people there. And now after those seven years, we've now we've been what about five years in uh, Fenton High Ridge, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis. So. it's it's been a little bit of a crazy bit of culture shock all along the way you know from eastern Kentucky to central Kentucky is just so different Uh, and then going from central Kentucky to northwest Ohio way up where you know everybody's proud to be a Yankee Uh, or or there's the southern people that went up there to work and they're just waiting to retire so they can go back home right yeah no it's legit yeah. yeah, And then back to, you know, outside of St. Louis, uh, where we're, uh, again, it's a lot. I grew up in the foothills of the Appalachians, and yes, that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> and now I'm in the foothills of the Ozarks, you know, so a lot of similar culture, a lot of similar, the, the the weather, the humidity's back. I forgot what it was like to walk into a summer day with 98 degrees and near 100 degrees humidity and wow yep we're back in the south right and i love the south but you know so that's kind of our journey i i lived within probably a 300 yard radius of where i had lived my whole life until i was 18
0: oh then, wow man
1: and then moved and you know, it has been a little crazy since <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i wondered that i wondered if that was uh kind of kind of your 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 growing up story um yeah mine is actually really the opposite. <laughs> so as uh as I mentioned last last episode I'm a pastor's kid. Now granted I am not the nomadic pastor's kid. Um you know I uh, there's multiple categories of of um you know pastor's kids and how much they move. Um so I was born in Michigan, lived there for a year and a half ish um before my dad took another church to uh um and and i grew up uh basically on the southeast side of chicago um fun story though i was born in kalamazoo and i never saw i mean obviously i did but i don't remember seeing the hospital i was born in until i want to say it was 3 or 4 years ago while i was up in michigan visiting um visiting my wife's parents um they've 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 moved up there and have been up there for several years now but um they live close to Kalamazoo, which, by the way, listeners, is in fact a real place. And <laughs> I was born in Borges Hospital. And what one of the things that annoyed me, um, you know, as the older that I got hearing people talk about the hospital, you know, that they were born in, they all, they all knew what it looked like. They all knew where it was. I didn't. And I deliberately, I did this on purpose. I didn't, I never looked at a picture online because it's a really easy thing to do. Just go look online. I didn't want to do it because I wanted to see the very first time knowing it. I wanted to see the hospital. And so three or four years ago, I told my, my in-laws, look, I don't care what we do. I really want to go see the hospital that I was born in. And so we trekked over to Kalamazoo and uh, dude, like I like I got out of the truck and just kind of kind of took in like this is where I was born. And and like, I mean, it was a special moment to be. Every, it was a beautiful <laughs> hospital. <I> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Dude, it's an old hospital. Like it was it was like, you know, it was like almost like uh, it was like like quasi gothic architecture. Almost. It was really, really pretty. Anyway, so so I grew up for 10 years out on the on the southeast side of Chicago. Um, As far northwest Indiana as you can get is Hammond, Indiana, Whiting, Indiana, and then you're in Lake Michigan. Um, And so we were there for 10 years. And in sixth grade, overnight, I moved from Whiting, Indiana, to Cadiz, Kentucky. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so so this is a true story the first night that that we were in kentucky and let me and for the for listeners i i, I need to be more specific excuse me i didn't actually move to katie's i moved outside i moved eight miles outside of Cadiz. that's right
1: not katie's, the big city yeah not the,
0: yeah, not the big city right we didn't live in the quote-unquote city limits you know I, we weren't big and big and bad or anything but um i went from I went from a, a small town, a small suburb that was probably I'm gonna guess a mile to a mile and a half, like square, uh what is it, one and a half, one to one and a half square miles to uh and I mean I, I would guess that we probably had four thousand, six thousand people in a in one and one to one and a half square miles to about the same amount of people. And I in lived county? eight miles, yeah, in the county, right? Yeah. And so I went from third largest city in the nation to a barn and a corn, and a cornfield, there was a neighbor that was immediately to our right. And when I say immediately, easily you could you could put three or four houses that I was used to in between. And then the next neighbor on the left was I think like a mile and a half down the road. The first night, dude, I couldn't sleep. I did not quiet. actually know, I know I didn't realize that it could be that quiet and that black. I had no idea. <laughs> it is scary. Um, and, and I, I, I jokingly say, because it is kind of a joke that was back in, I was in 1994, but it's still kind of not a joke that I every now and then I still kind of experience culture shock. Like it, <laughs> I was in culture shock for years, dude. Um, so I was in Kansas until I graduated high school, attended Murray State University, which to your point is not actually, um, It should be actually called Western Kentucky University and Western Kentucky University should be called Central Kentucky University. Anyways, Murray State University is is where where I went to college immediately after college. I moved to Roanoke, Virginia for six months. Um, I was on the road with a small Christian band um, and then uh, came back to to Murray. Kind of got my feet back on the ground after after being on the road. Um, Wasn't what I thought it was. Uh, And uh, for a year and a half, um, I, I worked as a dishwasher. Um, in in a uh, the hospital uh, the basement of of a hospital got a job as a public school teacher did that for three years married Shara um, we got the got the call to to move to Oxford Mississippi where I attended University of Mississippi and got my doctorate and uh, and now we're in West Tennessee in the Jackson area um, so I always think it's re- like it's really interesting and I, and I know Brad since since you said like you 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 lived in Eastern Kentucky and then attended college in what you would argue is central kentucky and then you move to the north where everybody is in fact proud to be a yankee unless you're a southerner who hates the fact that you're living in the north and only wants to move back to the south (laughs) and they'll hold on to that for 50 years oh i know dude like i want you to listeners if you are not familiar with the south time (laughs) i gotta go back home this is so true God's country I did not know that people like growing up in elementary school I did not know that people still cared about the Civil War had no clue Like, and then we moved to Kentucky and that's all anybody can talk about like I I, I joked that it, when I when I was student teaching a student taught um in a in a in a neighboring county to Murray State I learned more about the Confederate Army during their annual, parade than i actually did in like a u.s history class you know what i mean like (laughs) it's everybody cares but um no what one of the things that that uh, that that i'm sure that you experienced was like just how people live life differently you know what i mean it's 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 the food is different the 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 dialect is different the like dude i learned this in oxford mississippi blues culture in the south is not just a style of music dude it's food it's fashion it's architecture it's the way people talk it's the way people walk it's how people um like l- like experience life i did not know that about blues um and so yeah being up being up near Toledo for that long um i'm sure that i'm sure that you experienced so so something something that that everyone's going to resonate with are what are some of the words that 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 <laughs> that you learned <laughs> living in Toledo that were clearly not used in Toledo that 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 are that are naturally a part of of your language
1: as a as a Pac-Villian. Yeah, so it's Pikeville, by the way, Pikeville. <laughs> Pike yeah, yeah, it's not Pikeville. They're, they're, now, a lot of times I'll get in trouble because I'll pronounce it Pikeville. Yeah, right. So, yeah. No, you got to uh, slide over the eye. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me say this first. I've, I've told people since I was in college, when I realized how big of a difference there is in some of the terms that are used and the words and the way things are spoken, that, I, that I'm bilingual because I speak English and hillbilly. (laughs) That's a true statement. I'm going to give that to you. you, (laughs) If if you don't believe it's different, I'll introduce you to some of my family. Yeah. I remember when uh, Tabby first met one of my aunts, uh, my aunt was talking, her normal speed, which for Tabby was was really fast. She Mm. has a really thick Eastern Kentucky accent. And after a few minutes, Tabby just kind of looked at me and whispered, I haven't understood one thing she said. <laughs> and I kind of had to had to interpret. So yeah. so it's yeah. it's different. Um, you know, there's a lot of phrases I think that are that are true for just culturally across America. And then there are some that are just eastern Kentucky phrases. And so sometimes sure. it's hard for me to distinguish what the difference? Uh, I remember riding down the road though with Tabby, and I smelled, and I said, "Whew, man, is a polecat!" I said, "Somebody's hit a polecat," and she said, "A polecat? <laughs> what? What? What are you talking I about?" I, said, I don't a even know what a cat I don't know what a polecat yeah, is. She said, Do you mean that skunk?" And I said, <laughs> "Yeah, a skunk." That's a polecat. Pole pole cat. I had no clue. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Polecat is just another term for skunk. Huh. Another time, I was, I was <laughs> asking her. I was like, "Hey, um, I need a latch pin." And she said, "She said what?" I said, "A latch pin. I need a latch pin." She's like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" I said, "That kind of thing you use in old baby cloth diapers." She said, "A safety pin." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that one. Okay,
0: that because it's got a latch, I, I, I can I yeah. can get there. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah. so but that's where I started to learn I'm bilingual. See, yeah, because I sure. knew the word she used for it. And I knew the word I used for it.
0: Oh, I knew both. oh, I see
1: you saying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but she didn't. But she didn't know either. So I'm talking. You, right. know, you know, it's crazy as a pig. You know, it's uh, it's like buying a pig in a poke. You know, it's like <laughs> what what? Well, you know, <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> so, so it's like buying something blindly. A poke, by the way, is a brown paper bag. That's a poke. You okay. don't buy a pig in a poke because back in the old days, sometimes they these these people who were, uh, uh, would try to cheat you. They put uh-huh. a cat in a brown paper bag. So there was a, some, you could tell something living in it. Oh They'd my try goodness. To sell it as a, as a, as a baby pig, you know? So never okay. buy a pig in a poke. Got it. So, so don't well, buy I... something that you haven't. Yeah. So DJ, don't buy I won't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <sighs> yes. Yeah. I, I'm not you a know, scout, but I'll give you scouts honor. You know,
1: <laughs> I think the other thing is just the way that we pronounce words. Now, I don't fit anywhere. Roger Miller said, where have all the average people gone?
0: <laughs> you know, the people in the
1: city, they, they're like, Your country. You, you, you're country. You're you from somewhere in the country. You're from right. down south, you know. Yeah. Um, the people in the country now are like, oh, you city-fied. <laughs> because you don't <laughs> yeah. talk like us anymore. Right. So I don't yeah. talk like anybody. I don't talk like them. I don't talk like them. Yeah. Where have all the average people gone? So –
0: it's interesting that you say that because I, I, am. Um, when, when we first moved to Kentucky, I distinctly remember trying desperately to fit in. Um, and, um, listeners, you all, if you, if you have moved, if you've moved at least once as a child, you understand that kids are mean. I tried, I tried to falsify my, my language so bad just so I would fit in and dude, it didn't work. You know, like they could, they could go, they could clearly they could clearly hear through it so I remember distinctly uh making the decision I was in my room actually I remember this I am not gonna talk like them not gonna do it if they don't want me down here I'm not gonna talk like them and so it's really like I I love not talking like a tennessean and it's always like I always kind of I, it's it's a pride it's a pride thing for me that when someone says you're not from here are you I'm like you're right I'm not yeah, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, when, when, when we first moved down, like, I didn't know what, I didn't know what some people were talking about. We didn't, in the Western part of Kentucky where we were living, we didn't actually have that I, that I knew of, we didn't have like actual hillbillies. The, the, the nation, the nation, when they, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're too we're too we're too uh, e- economically evolved for that right no uh the nation when they use the word hillbilly they're just simply talking about like rednecks they're just talking about people that live in the country that have twangs you know that that might be sitting out on their porch without their shirt on that kind of a thing
1: right um, no shoes no, no shoes, shoes right <laughs> not, not very smart yeah. you know um, backwards can, can well, shoot good and <laughs> they can shoot good absolutely they can yeah probably outdrink drink you but you know <laughs> other than that <laughs> yeah because yeah it's cultural of them sure so the
0: the word that i didn't actually find out was a, was, was problematic until after Sharon and i got married i used the word skosh all the time i don't use it anymore because she, because like she got me my wife got me like almost like overly conscious paranoid about it but Brad, do you, I mean, living up near Toledo, you
1: probably know what a skosh is, right? I don't. I'm sitting here trying to figure it out. Like,
0: oh yeah, a skosh? just a scotch, a little bit, just just okay. a, just a tad, a smidge, a smidge.
1: a smidge, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a
0: skosh. Yeah. Um, I don't mow the yard. I cut the grass. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But I'll never forget, and and I love telling this. Like whenever whenever I'm I'm teaching my students. Listeners, if you knew the show, um, I, uh, I I teach at a, a university, Christian University in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, whenever I'm teaching my students about um, like sort of the newness or 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 like cultural inclusion stuff like that, one of the things that I always bring up is this particular this particular story because I remember um, in sixth grade a lot of my a lot of my classmates talking about going home and riding their four wheelers. What you have to understand is that ATVs didn't exist in my neighborhoods. like they were illegal right you know i mean you couldn't you couldn't ride around in a four-wheel you couldn't ride around on, the city on a four yeah no i mean you'll either get killed or you're just gonna get ticketed they didn't exist so i'm sitting here i'm sitting here i swear brad i'm trying to figure out what they are talking about because the only thing that i could think of and i'm so glad i didn't actually say it out loud but i was like why don't you guys just call them cars just just call, the just, car.
1: just call the car. Like, like, why, why are you saying something that's that's just, like? i was trying to make You're something. Gonna, up I go home and get my room, room and go, <laughs> go down to the store? Vroom, vroom. Yeah. Um,
0: I just I couldn't I I didn't get it and um, um I remember I remember distinctly, um I talked my northern and 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 and, and when I'm. When I'm like really thinking hard and, and and thinking fast, and I've got like this huge flood of thoughts, my northernness kicks in, and I can like I can flat out fly, um and and it you know it took me a while to 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 realize that that like people couldn't understand me in Kentucky. They had no idea what I was, what I was saying, um and not just that, but but like they were they had to get used to what my A's and what my I's and what my O's were like, um.
1: Your eyes were too quick,
0: DJ. My you eyes were too that quick. Eye. <laughs> eye. 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 It's an ah. It yeah. Right. What's funny is that is like I can sometimes fake it, but like when uh, when when I when Shara is around her parents, um, and I know the I know you've been around Stuart and Brenda uh, some, but like when when she's around her parents, her her accent gets thick fast. Like it's yep. it's like this it's like this default setting that 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 she kind of gets out of until she's around them. But dude, Brenda, oh, like her, her mother-in-law, um, dude, Brenda, Brenda can, can go, can go like super country. Um, so let's do this. Um, what are, what are some, what are some words that, um, that, that you say that, that some people have to, uh, kind of have to ask you, what does that mean? Let me kind of let me give you an example. So um, when when we moved to, to to Mississippi, a person I was working with drove past the house we were living in, and she asked uh, a couple days later, "Hey DJ, I saw you washing your car. That house is that where you stay?" And and I'm like, "What?" And I actually had to ask her multiple times what that meant because to me stay has a connotation of being temporary like i'm i'm staying at the hotel i'm staying at a friend's house i don't stay at my house <laughs>
1: like you should, and so I, you should. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's
0: where you live yeah that is where i live you're right and so she had, to, there. Yeah, she had to yeah she had she had to kind of explain oh that's what you mean yeah, yeah is there anything is there anything any any word that you use that you kind of have to yeah you have to qualify on a regular basis
1: well i i think one I'm back down far enough in the South where, uh, and and right out, like not too far from kind of farm and land, and there's a lot of similarities. So, uh, not as much now as maybe when I was in Ohio. Uh, One of the things that I think I took mostly out of my vocabulary, because people would get confused, was I'd say, hey, will you reach that to me? And people were like, what? Does that mean get it for me? Re- it's like hand it to me. Yeah, Hand you know, it to like, me, yeah. Hey, <laughs> you, you, you know, you're sitting right over there. You reach that to me. Uh, and to me, that's just, that's what people always said. Hey, reach that to me. And hey, reach me that book. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, could you, you know, and again, we also would say, hey, you can hand it to me. We know what it means. Right. You know, but to me, that was just that. And so after you get so many people kind of going like, what? Right. I can't reach you anything. That's that's impossible. How reach works. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's one of the things. Um, So let me say this though, before we kind of maybe get off topic or run out of time. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned about living in different cultures is when we first get there, you know, uh, when it's no secret that, that there was some, I don't want to say animosity, but there was some standoffishness probably between, um, your dad and me, not so much when we after we had met, but when we first heard of each other, uh-huh. right? Cause your dad was a Yankee and, and I'm a hillbilly. And so, you know, in his mind, I was lazy mm. on probably on welfare, you know, not, you know, so, and one of the things that he actually said to your sister was, you know, what are you going to do when he doesn't work? Now, obviously that's not who I am, nor who most hillbillies are. I know some right. like that. Yeah, I know some people in the the Yankees that are like that too. Oh, right?
0: there's plenty of people, plenty of people, <laughs> right. North and South, but, East and West. Yeah.
1: But of course I went the other way and had my own things, you know, well, you know, he's, he's going to be rude. He's going to be arrogant. You know, think i hes better than me—and all of these things. And so we had to get rid of those stereotypes, yeah, and realize that that they really aren't worth much. Yeah. Now there are cultural differences, and we can smile about them and we can laugh about them, and they're great. But I think what really boils down to is—is is we're all humans. We're all part of humanity. God has yeah. made us. There's a lot more that links us together than separates this. So let's learn about each other's cultures. Yeah. Let's let's grow, let's let's pick out the stuff that's fun and good, let's laugh about it. But at the end of the day, let's be friends. You know, some of my closest friends are are well, Yankee. Yeah. You know, some of my closest friends are hillbillies. And yeah. you know, if I got them both together in a in a large group, it may take a while, but if I had one from here and one from there, man, wouldn't take long for them to pick up and realize you know what all of this stuff that i tried to let separate us i shouldn't have that's right yeah it's dumb let's be different let's celebrate different but let's not like let different segment us into you know better you know i i love eastern kentucky that's that's where i grew up yeah so that's understandable that's that's where i was raised do I think Eastern Kentucky is better than everywhere else? Probably, but but that doesn't mean I'm right. <laughs> no,
0: you're actually wrong. Chicago's better than That's everything. Right. You know what yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so last thing before before we before we head out, um, because like I always think that um, you know, if, if you're talking to if you're talking to somebody specifically it's a believer and you kind of get into, you know, get to knowing their 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 background and who they are and you know, what, what God has brought them through that kind of stuff. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll give you mine here, but what are like, let's say, you know, two or three of your central, central scriptural versus scriptural references that have, that have been um, that, ha- that God has used in a very central way to, to kind of define who you are now going forward. Um, I've got three, Second Corinthians five twenty one, which um, I know a lot of people have heard. It's it's often quoted from the pulpit. Um, for for He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might ne- we might become the righteousness of God through Him. Um, uh, <clears throat> um, Galatians four uh, two um, says, "Brothers, bear each other's burdens, therefore fulfilling the law of Christ." And then Isaiah fifty five seven um, is, is really the most recent, uh, in the last, in the last, you know, 10 years of my life, just, um, um, you know, dealing with, dealing with some, some sin in my, in my life that said, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man, his thoughts, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Um, and that really kind of defined for me, um, you know, sort of like the, the deliberate nature of what I was going through, but what about you?
1: So well, that's, that's definitely a life verse for me is First John 1, 9. Um, for if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And, and I love that because uh, the focus is God, who is faithful and just, who is forgiving, but also cleansing. He's a good father. You get muddy, he cleans you up. You get dirty, he'll clean you up. He says he's faithful and just to do that. If you'll come and confess, come on own your sin. And so uh, I catch people who are are worried about, is God mad at me? Well, if you think God's mad at you, go to God and say, hey, like, I feel like maybe you're mad at me. If I've done something, I'm sorry. And God's a good father. He's going to walk you through that. Um, I love Psalm 13. Uh because it's real. Uh, the first Mm. verse says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Mm. How long will you hide your face from me? Um, and, and so it's, it's David crying out to God because, Hey, um, I don't feel you. I don't see you. Um, I feel like I'm forgotten. And I feel like there's a lot of people with anxiety and depression and things that go through that. Uh, I've sent a lot of people to Psalm 13 and say, look, David, Feels that way too, but but David ends the psalm with, "I will sing to the Lord because He has dealt bountifully with me." You know, he, he goes with, "Here's all of my anxiety, but I'm going to give it to God because I know He's faithful and just and and loving." Um, and then probably one of my all-time favorites is, which is really just so simple, and I never can, it's, it's right there in Genesis one. Um, and He made the stars also. Yeah, He made the stars also Uh, because in the known universe, you know, it's like there's some 700 million, million stars or something like that. There's estimated maybe more than the grains of sand on earth, which is a lot. And it's not an afterthought, but God made the stars also. And there's a verse in Psalms and I can't remember which one, which, which says, and he knows them all by name, all the stars by name. And he hasn't forgotten a single one. And that reminds me of like, he cares that much about big balls of fire that he doesn't forget them and he knows them and and how much more does he have me? Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, dude, I'd say that's a solid second.
0: app. Listeners. Good. We appreciate the, the fact that you tuned in. Give us a five star, five star review and a comment. Find us uh, everywhere. You can uh, get your podcasts and uh, uh, invite some other listeners to, to join into the conversation. We appreciate you guys. Catch you next time.